Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello there, Foo followers. Ben Johnson here, the host of the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast, reminding you that if you would like to support this show, we have a donations link available. Any spare pennies you may have would be greatly received to help with the upkeep of this show, the website, the social media accounts, and so on. Simply head over to paypal.me forward slash Kung Fu Movie Guide to donate whatever you can. And a huge thank you to any listeners who have supported us over the years. You have our gratitude okay thank you and on with the show well if you're really so determined to have a fight then i'll oblige Hello ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Foo followers around the world. Welcome to the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast, episode 81. This is the second episode in our latest season, season 7. I hope you are keeping well wherever you are listening to this around the world. My name is Ben Johnson and I am the host of this podcast. Thank you all so much for joining me. Michiko Nishiwaki is my guest today. What a pleasure it was to chat to Michiko. I'm a huge Michiko fan, have been for many years. She is one of the great martial arts film stars from the golden age of Hong Kong action cinema. You know her, of course, from movies like My Lucky Stars with Jackie Chan, Sammo Hong and Yen Biu. And you probably also know her from God of Gamblers with Chai and Fats, maybe Magic Cop with Lam Ching Ying. She was synonymous in the so-called Girls With Guns subgenre in the 1980s and 90s, appeared in many great action movies like In the Line of Duty 3, Princess Madam, Angel Terminators, City Cops, Outlaw Brothers, Avenging Quartets. There's so many great action movies that Michiko was in. Before all of that, she was a powerlifting champion in Japan, a three-time Miss Fitness She very much challenged the more traditional notions of femininity in Japan in the 1970s and 80s. And she was something of a trailblazer for the sport of powerlifting, especially in encouraging more women to get involved in weight training and just visiting the gym in general. So it was great to be able to spend some time discussing her extraordinary life and career with her. Since relocating to the USA in the 1990s, she has been working in the stunt industry, where she has doubled for the likes of Lucy Liu, Kelly Hugh, and Chung Si Yi. On projects ranging from Charlie's Angels, Kill Bill, she was involved in the Martial Law TV series, uh, The Scorpion King, Rush Hour 2, Mission Impossible 3, Lethal Weapon 4, Collateral, many, many more movies. She is still based in California, and although she has been somewhat out of the loop over the last 10 years, she has very recently made a very welcomed return to movies. She worked as a stand-in for Michelle Yeoh, in the bonkers action sci-fi hit Everything Everywhere All at Once, abbreviated in this conversation at times to E-E-A-A-O. Hopefully this sparks maybe a few more appearances from Michiko in 
uh, some upcoming movies, but that does remain to be seen. Anyway, we will get into all that with her. That conversation is coming up on today's show. But before I throw over to my chats with Michiko, a quick note to say that we have a competition running at the moment. We have teamed up with Sony Pictures Home Entertainment to give away four copies of the Brad Pitt action movie Bullet Train on Blu-ray. Bullet Train is directed by David Leitch, co-director of John Wick, plus the director of movies like Atomic Blonde, Deadpool 2 and Hobbs and Shaw. To be in with a chance of winning a copy of the movie, simply sign up to our newsletter. You can do that by heading over to kungfumovieguide.com. Once you have signed up and verified your email address, you will start to receive our monthly newsletter, and that is where you will find all of the competition details and information on how to take part you must be based in the uk to win a copy of the film the competition closes on the 31st of october so be sure to sign up today if you would like to be in with a chance of winning bullet train on blu-ray good luck Remember, if you do want to get in touch with the show, it is very, very simple. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Kung Fu Movie Guide. You can follow us on Twitter at KF Movie Guide. And you can also send me an email. The email address is hello at kungfumovieguide.com. If you do like this podcast, please remember to like the show on your podcast provider. Give us a star rating, write a review, share it with your friends. Anything at all that you can do to help spread the word of the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast, that would be very much appreciated thank you foo followers around the world for all your support if you've done that already that is awesome thank you so much okay it's michiko time some housekeeping first before we get into this this conversation took place on the 11th of september 2022 it was done through zoom but it was a very bad line and we did try to sort it out as best that we could even at the time but you will notice that this isn't quite the same audio standards that you might expect from this show. So apologies if it is a little bit hard to understand at times. I have been in and edited it and I've tried to do my best to improve it. So I do hope you don't find this too annoying. Also, since this conversation was recorded, I have heard from Michiko who told me that she has now seen everything everywhere all at once. She hadn't actually seen the film when we were talking about it but she did go to a screening in October with her son Kazuki and with some of the cast and the directors were there as well that's Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert they are known collectively as simply Daniels she took some photos at that screening and I'll be sure to share those over our social media channels throughout the week she wrote a little note to me she said that she thought the film was amazing and uh, just quoting from the email now it says highly recommended to people to watch helping to get rid of karma from family relationships and more i'm so glad i was part of this movie so there you go that's michiko's feedback on the film everything everywhere all at once in which she was a stand-in for michelle yo i will be back at the end of this conversation to talk a little bit more about michiko and also recommend a few links and add a little bit more context to some of the things that we discussed during this chat but until then sit back relax and enjoy my conversation with the great Michiko Nishiwaki. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once was uh, a yeah. wonderful film. Loved that film. One of my favourite films of the year, yeah. I'd say. Now, how did you get involved in that project? Because it had been quite a few years, hadn't it, since you had worked on movies. It had been a good... I don't know, five, six years, something like that. Is that right? I don't even remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, the thing that uh, I, I don't promote myself as uh, uh, 
important person or it wasn't priority for myself. So I just uh, put the name in a like, central casting or something and they call me and and then can you do standing and can you come and I don't do standing because it's you don't have a time to go to the restroom and if you go finally and you get called. I knew Michelle, I met her I met her in uh, memo memo of a geisha. Yeah. I was doing standing stand double. <clears throat> you don't you never see me uh, anyway and then Mich- i say hi to michelle but uh i michelle doesn't know me you know uh she was retired when i was work- working yeah i was gonna say your your careers didn't really cross over did they i think when you started in hong kong yeah. she had already retired and then you were sort of wrapping up in hong kong just as she started getting big was it nice to meet her f- you know and get to work with her again yeah yeah i just say hi but you know the position of standing you can be too friendly to actor right you know, okay. everybody was so nice but however i don't want to do standing because this is the first time really i did for entire movie and the location was so far like maybe almost 70 miles from my place wow. and uh i go there to work 13 to 14 hours or maybe more do i have a time to sleep you know, yeah. So I told her, yeah. yeah, I told the guy, I don't know if I can handle this. But then it happened. One of my stunt friend, he had, uh, he has a house close by thirty minutes. He's a very nice guy. So uh, you know, I stayed on in a few places, you know, a few nice. times in a week, and then finally came back. What scenes were you involved in? Maybe most remarkable, my tour, uh, um, Jamie Carter. Face. That was my pose. Uh, Michelle, uh, you know, because, you know, they use my hand as Michelle's my everywhere, like a stunt double. Yeah, pose, for Michelle. Okay. Michelle, yeah, Michelle's pose uh, messed up with uh, classic ballet. And, yeah. You know, so Michelle was basically Michelle's face, and she was holding me. I was laying down, and then they used my toe as Michelle. Really? So, <laughs> Okay, yeah. foot double. Then I'm, yeah, did you, honestly, you know, I haven't seen that movie yet. Whoa, have you not? Oh, Michiko, it's good. It's really good. I'm going to be 65. It's time for retirement. <laughs> I was going to say yes. Yeah, so sixty four at the moment, so nearly sixty five. Gosh, and then you're and you're still working. And are you still training quite a lot, then, Michiko? How what's your training regime like? Uh, I, I think I'm pretty much in the best shape. In <laughs> wow, really? Yeah, I'm a bodybuilder. Don't go to competition because my idea body for myself between competition level is different. You know, I don't eat much like uh, what I used to eat. Mainly one meal uh, evening and a small meal in the morning. And I try to eat more beans. I used to eat more meat and like I could eat 10 steaks when I was younger. <laughs> yeah. You know, less yeah. red meat. Yeah. Gradually, you know, t- try to taste real organic veggies. You know, instead of like putting so much dressing, I don't do it. And you, you know, more you learn, more you 
check and you notice a lot of chemical in the food and what can we eat. Are you going to, going to the gym every day? Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I great. Almost, almost every day and then I thought, you know, every day is not good. One day is short and I end up like I don't do much. So yeah. I... Uh, I try to make it like a five to six days and like a three days in a routine, different routines. Do you still train in martial arts? Is that is that still a part of your life as well? You know, I'm a more uh, karate girl. I yeah. train karate. Goju-ru. Yeah, yeah. And I see yeah. Shotokan. Goju-ru, I have a black belt, but Shotokan, <laughs> I still have only brown belt. And I, <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Because I was injured or I was too busy and I moved around. Uh, actually, yeah. I have a two divorces. So I moved around. I've been so lucky and blessed to have, you know, the uh, career and uh, everything. But then you know, I'm going to be 65. I could be retired, but... Uh, you know, I have to do something, and honestly, now I I like sewing. You, you know, like I, I'm drawing? Machine, oh, sewing. Yeah, I'm okay. Sewing, yeah. So yeah, great. I was always, you know, focused on what, what I'm good at in this yeah. life, right? For instance, like, uh, you know, EEO, Michelle was acting so good, and... Um, that's a really what to watch, right? Oh, <laughs> she's wonderful. Act. She's wonderful in the film, yes. isn't she? Yeah. She's finally getting all of the plaudits that, you know, she's deserved for a long time. I mean, you know, uh, it's a wonderful moment, isn't it? Yeah. So she can still move very good. Double Daniel. They're amazing too. And all people are so nice. All talented people came out and then put it together. You know, won this amazing film and uh yeah it's great and uh, yeah. if things like that and acting part comes i i would you know say yes you would still do it oh well, that's good to hear because when i heard you were back and working and then i saw your name and uh everything everywhere all at once and i thought gosh oh that's that's amazing what a wonderful thing to have machiko back because i grew up watching you know your movies i think city cops was the first film i saw with you in it, and you're fighting Cynthia Rothrock in that movie, and um, oh, yeah, just been a been yeah. a big uh, a big fan of your work. So yeah, it was it was uh, it was great to hear that you were back. Of course, I can still move, but uh, watching like uh, Andy Lee and uh, Brian Lee, you know, oh, they great. can move amazingly and so sweet, you know. And then like uh, Keith Kwan. yeah, uh, Keith Kwan. yeah, yeah, and then. I was like, me and him, we noticed, like, I think uh, Brian, talk, Brian started showing my old video to everybody. Uh, and then oh, really? He, yeah. And then I noticed him and we were like both like, oh my God, is that you? You know? <laughs> because he watched my lucky star and I watched his Indian. And then we, we both got a good bump, you know, like... Getting into fitness, it was your brother that was the sort of catalyst for that. Is that right? Yeah. 
How did that happen? My dad passed by heart attack, and then uh, it happened. I was I was in my room, and my mom called, so I ran to him, and he passed away, kind of like a、uh, in my arms. <laughs> mm. uh, so, how old were you? I was twenty-one. Twenty-one. Yeah. So, by the time there was a lot of money, it's like a, I think it's like a one hundred thousand dollars or something. Yeah. Right. So, wow. Th- yeah. Then my brother wanted、um, make gym for men and women. So.、Yeah. Fitness Club Unicorn and Nishiwaki Gym. It's moved around. It's still in、uh, Gunma,、uh, Japan. It's still there,、so、is it? Told, yeah, but、uh, yeah, moved great. to Gunma. It's a countryside.、Uh, anyway,、okay. he told,、uh, "Can you be a powerlifting and a bodybuilding bodybuilding champion to promote bodybuilding, you know, weight training to、uh, female, you know?" Stuff like、yeah. that. So I thought I was working in the Mitsubishi Bank Human Resources, and then you know a lot of people telling us get married before twenty three or twenty five, and then that was the expectation even,、yes. for you growing up in Japan. And bearing in mind we're talking, this is in the seventies, isn't it? Sixties and seventies was to essentially sort of get married and have kids. Was that that was what was expected? Is that is that right? Yeah, to find a guy, best guy, high salary, tall, yeah, and then high, highly educated. So、right. I found the one, and I, and then my dad passed away. I was daddy's girl, so I wanted to do something、yeah. for him. He left the money. My brother wanna, you know,、uh, start fitness club, and、uh, I thought maybe I should do it. You were going to the gym anyway, were you? That was something that、no. you were into was fitness. I did it after. Probably after that. Ah,、yes. okay. Then my brother was coaching in uh, uh, gym, some somebody's gym in Nakano. So I started going to him. I was still working in the Mitsubishi Bank, and then go、yeah. to the gym and getting trained by him. But it's so funny though. <laughs> I step in and everybody's like, "Oh, woman! Oh my God! Let her go!" You know, because they're the only guys. Yeah, kind of, it was very rare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, uh, like, you know, it's like, uh, whoa. You were Miss Fitness three years in a row. So, nineteen eighty, eighty one, eighty two. You're the first female powerlifting champion of Japan. Did that change the perceptions culturally? It was more accessible for women to, you know, work out to go to the gym to gain muscle. Yeah. It's so funny why it happened to be so popular, like a female bodybuilding. Because I, I happened to look like Momo Yamaguchi. She was a superstar in Japan, singer and actress,、yeah. and she retired to get married to a very famous actor. So they were trying to look look around the post position of、uh, Momo. That's what I was spotted. You know, order to promote bodybuilding, I have to go TV show and all the interviews and even radio show, and they told me, "Can you be a bikini? Because we need impact. Nobody see you, but we need <laughs> like, oh well, okay, you know, 
stuff like that. And we had a lot of events. Did you mind the all the attention, or did you just want to get to lift more and to be more powerful and focus on the sport? Uh, I tried to focus on sports because yeah. I was doing gymnastic uh, and uh, volleyball uh, before, but then. Of course, like I say, like, uh, a lot of people don't want a woman to be strong. I would just, you know, try to deliver how good we're training for humans and then yeah. women's beauty. Do you think there's still a, a stigma around sort of strong women, do you think? Even TV show, like, uh, you're a woman, why do you have to have a muscle? Come on, yeah. I ha- everybody has muscles. Sometimes it's too video and it's showing my face and I'm not there and they say, oh my gosh, Michiko looks like a, her face is all muscled. I mean, of course, I have a muscle, that's why I can speak, I can yeah. blink my eyes, but even now I'm lifting pretty heavy and either nobody talks to me and I don't tell who I am because, you know, if I say Michiko and I used to, you know, compete and they go, they Google me and find out all the pictures and and then there is some picture, a little, little like, uh, you know, bikini, and I don't feel comfortable with, like, my history back there. So I don't tell, but then some people sometimes say, like, oh, whoa, you know, you're amazing, you're so strong, and oh, thank you. You just uh, act that, you know, that way. You must be proud that you opened the door for so many women, particularly in Japan. You must have been quite a, you know, a trendsetter, in breaking down certain barriers, I guess, for Japanese women in in society, you know, you must be very proud when you look back at what you did. Yes. Yeah. I I did it, and uh, you know, I would keep kind of promoting bodybuilding to you know friends, especially you know if I recommend people to go to the gym if they're over fifty and they don't have a, any good instructors they get hurt. <laughs> so yeah. like, we're training basically started with more like a rehabilitation. So if you are not fit, you can rehabilitate yourself to be stronger and healthier. You want to, you know, look better or feel better, you know, stronger. Anybody can do it in all different levels. Hmm. Not bad at all. That's the era of Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger. And you sort of came along at just the right moment, really, I suppose. And particularly with the movies as well. Do you think that when you look back at, you know, how it all started for you in the films? I mean, you were sort of right place, right time. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. Like, I came out as a bodybuilder. And then uh, the producer, Choi Ran, in The Golden Harvest, yeah, Choi Lam. So this is a Hong Kong film producer. For, is this right? Yes. So saw your photo and then said you'd be perfect for this new movie that we're that we're working yes. on. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. For um, my Lucky Star movie, they want me to build a little bit more muscle, and I did a little bit. I was in Japan because I started from Miss Fitness to be, you know, famous. And then that was a little different from the, you know, traditional woman. I was just a regular, you know, regular girl at the, <laughs> the bank to maybe try to get married, like I, I was told. When when you got the phone call then for My Lucky Stars, so this is mid-80s, did you know Jackie Chan? Did you know Sammo Hung? 
Did you know these people? Yeah. Did, were you, did you watch their movies? Yeah, I mean, like, uh, you know, I, because of the Jackie Chan movie, I started, like, uh, kicking, and and it happened to Kyokushin Karate, and I was pretty good, you know. Um, yeah. You must have had to learn a lot once you reached the sets for My Lucky Stars, because suddenly you're working with, you know, Samo Hung, who's one of the best fight choreographers in the world, yeah. uh, and Jackie Chan, Yen Biu, that whole crew, Lam Ching Ying, yeah. you know, all those guys. I mean, it's a, it, it, an incredible film to, to launch your career on, isn't it, really, when you look back at it? Yes, uh, they're so sweet. Jackie spoke some Japanese. I met them. It was shooting... Hong Kong and uh, Japan. Some of them, Mitch Cushion Power and Jackie was, uh, you know, uh, some Japanese, are you sleepy? Memory, Scarlet, are you tired? And but very sweet. And uh, Yunpyo was so sweet. And uh, one day, Yunpyo came out with kimono. And uh, he was doing one, you know, stunt double as with me. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know. <laughs> has one piece of paper as a script on his back pocket on his butt and that must be the script me I didn't speak Cantonese that time at all and then it's just uh, so loud and people speaking and and I all of a sudden I, got, I was wearing kimono setting my hair and ninja came and then they were screaming quickly quickly and yeah, all yeah. of a sudden my hair was a mess messed up my hair and ninja took my hand and ran like what am I doing it must have been confusing, I guess, with no script, so then not really knowing what what was going on. Yeah. That iconic bit where Samo just sort of, he sort of looks at you, doesn't he? And then you strike a few poses, and then he does that punch, and then you fall backwards. I had a mat, and then just fell a few times, and then, okay, you know, be ready. And then the mat is, the, the is gone. And I had to, a few times, I did like maybe five times. I... You know, I'm pretty strong with anything, but I had a tear. <laughs> it hurt. Yeah. It didn't tell yeah. me. You hurt your shoulder making that movie as well, is that right? Oh, yeah. I was with Sibel Food, yeah. I think. So we were grabbing each other, and they told me how to grab here, and then grab each other and bounce right and left and right and left. And then one door wasn't you know, locked strongly enough. It just fell. And between, I scratched my um, shoulder pretty badly. I still have a scar. Is that the worst injury you got in Hong Kong, or did, did you get a worse injury than that? One Taiwanese movie, they had a cable. I was on the top of, you know, the can, big drum can. I don't know what it's called. And then jump, right? And then nobody was holding rope. I just fell. <laughs> like, oh, oh, no. I'm not like, uh, you know, uh, Jet Lee. <laughs> this yeah. is a wire. <laughs> Which film was that? I don't even remember because sometime yeah. I had a contract with one movie and they separate into two movies in Taiwanese movies. That happens sometimes, doesn't it? You'd be shooting one movie yeah. and then I guess you end up in, yeah. in some other film. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. You don't think you can defeat me, do you? Hey! I'll beat you down in less than 30 strokes. You did come back to Hong Kong for In the Line of Duty 3, though. What made you come back and work in Hong Kong? Yeah, that was uh, uh, Mr. Wong. He was looking for me, and then he was a cameraman in uh, My Lucky Star. So then he really wanted me to do that part, and I thought, maybe, yeah, why not, you know? And at the yeah. same time, I was doing a musical in Japan, and then producer took money to run away. And my, uh, oh, no. my part, my, I was going to show off my singing and dancing. I love dancing, actually. Yeah, yeah, than, you sing yeah. as well, don't you? Yeah, I had a one, one song in Japan. However, uh, I don't know, I, was, I wasn't good, but now I'm not that bad. Anyway, uh, then I got a call from Hong Kong, and I thought maybe this is a sign, you know, since I love movies better than TV shows. Why not? You made In the Line of Duty 3, and that was with Yang Li Sing, but we know her as Cynthia Khan. I think that was her first sort of big movie. But you decided to stay in Hong Kong, though. So after that movie, because you ended up making, I think it's like over 20 movies in, what's that, seven years, something like that? That's a lot of movies. So do you remember making the decision to say, no, I'm actually going to live in Hong Kong now. I'm actually going to make this my career. Yeah, in the line of duty, I was working, and then um, that was like a 30 days contract, and and end up like six months. So like six a changes right. and a crew changes, and then I went to the company, and nobody was there. When I'm shooting today, we, you know, like that was Michelle Yeoh's like uh, ex husband's company. Yeah. Yeah. However, it was D and B films. Yeah. So because like uh, you know, thirty days shooting went to six months. They don't say nothing, and I had to be there. Where were you living then? Did they put you up somewhere? Yeah, it's Simon Puito. It's a Tim Choi. Yeah. So Tim Choi, right? Okay. Meantime, I met uh, my first husband uh, in a Jackie Chan club. I was doing like a. Uh, understanding and he came up to me can you teach me he happened to speak some japanese and uh you know he was like a, a mc in uh asia tv so and i asked him to if and he was saying you should ask them to you know give more money because you had to stay here for so long you get that great fight scene at the end you've got uh, with dick way and that fight scene with um Cynthia Khan. Yes, I mean, um, 
Yeah, wonderful. I mean, they're all wonderful. The fight scenes you you were doing and that golden age of Hong Kong action cinema, it still looks remarkable. You know, it's great. I was just such evil in that movie. And after yeah, yeah. that movie, I, I was still feeling like evil. You were always cast as a villain, you know, the, yeah, uh, the, the crime was, boss or whatever. Yeah. Did you mind that? I mean, like, uh, you know, I mean, I have to make life, right? And then yeah, I course. can depend on And then I chose this industry. So I have to, you know, I have to somehow negotiate it. To yeah. you know, make uh, electric fee or whatever, right? The bad guys have all the fun anyway, <laughs> you know. I know. I even got the uh, bad guy award in TV, uh, some Asian TV or something. <laughs> so I mean, I'm Japanese, like I, you know, uh, Bruce yeah. Lee movies. Do you remember? So, yeah, yeah. The Japanese it, were always the the villains in in all those kung fu movies. It, yeah, so I I don't mind, but if I do bad character, I don't feel good after that. Yeah, but you learned Cantonese, so did you notice that things changed once you could speak the language? That must have really helped your career when you were out there. Yes. Yeah. And I also like a beautiful actress, who uh, we went to dinner, and after dinner, we didn't have a supper. Like, I'm like, oh, how much do I eat? Oh, I love to eat. Okay. <laughs> However, you know, Samo and everybody eat, eat, eat. And uh, they burp. And then, like, even Jackie, like, ah, ma, you know, ah, ma is pretty rude in Japanese. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. You know? But then I start speaking Cantonese, and they teach him now, you know, so many you know, things I start to understand and um, I got so much more idea, you know. Uh, yeah. So, so much better to understand. I like Cantonese better than Mandarin. Right. Cantonese is meant to be a lot harder though, isn't it? <laughs> That's the tricky yeah. one. Yeah. My, you know, first husband, you know, he taught me very well. You worked a lot with... Well, the genre is known as the girls with guns genre, but you know you've got Moon Lee, Cara Way, Sharon Yang, oh, Cynthia yes. Khan, Cynthia Rothrock. Obviously, were you friends with Yukari Oshima? I know you worked with with her a few times, but um, being Japanese as well, did you get on well with her? Yeah, I think like uh, we went to dinner or something, and uh, of course get along. And she was like a uh, black black in second degree in. Uh, Gojuru, I think. Yeah. So she loves stunts. I mean, I I like I like some stunts, but I don't. I'm a more bodybuilder, you know. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, okay. I was doing like so much fun with the stunts, and also like uh, Mundi. Like I, I feel so bad for her, and even uh, Silver Proof. They both got bad injury by fire. Yeah, there's an awful stunt, isn't there, with Sabal Hugh? I know where she's she's jumping yeah, out of a burning yeah. building. Yeah, she got really yeah. injured doing that. Yeah, and 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 she's the what? She was more of an actor than a than an action star, wasn't she? I know that she uh, made a lot of action films, but my understanding is yeah. she was much more of an actor first, you know, rather than a fighter. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, she's so pretty, and then she's so sweet. I will did I I think I did it on you know old people, and then uh, she appreciated. Are you still in touch with anyone from those days at all? No, no. Even Andy, I think he's big now here, and uh, he st- he was a Jackie Chan stand double. He came and then she started showing a lot and uh, martial law, you know. Yeah. Then I. Everybody goes everywhere, and I didn't keep in touch with like uh, the seafood. He was amazing. Even I, I got an injury. My I dislocated my shoulder, and then you see who they want to put the shoulder back to me, and all the thing I, I appreciate, uh, appreciated, but then I lost the contact. Yeah. Well, Yukari's still around. I know Cynthia's still. Making stuff. Moon Lee obviously is re- retired. I, th- I guess a lot of people have retired now, haven't they? They've just got a lot older. Everyone's everyone's getting older. Yeah, everything. Everybody's older. And yeah. <laughs> but yeah, not Michelle. <laughs> not Michelle. Not Michelle. No, Michelle Yeoh somehow yeah continues to um, just be amazing, doesn't yeah. she? But um, there were some films you made in Hong Kong where you weren't the villain. I'm just wondering. Um, there's a film called Passionate Killing in the Dream. That's that the Gordon Liu oh. um, movie. And you're, that's a yeah. really great performance from you. It's more of a, I mean, it's a martial arts film. There's there's some great fight yeah. scenes in it. But, you know, that's more of a dramatic role for you, isn't it? And you're not the villain <laughs> in the movie. So that must have been a good film to work on. Yeah, actually, you read my mind. I was just uh, thinking, and what was my favorite? Oh, Kong right. Wong Kok Chu. Yes, I even fought, fought with the uh, Shorin, Shorin Temple guy. <laughs> I forgot his name. He, he was amazing. Yeah, oh, good name. name. Lao Kafei. I've got to ask you about God of Gamblers as well, 1989. I know you weren't in the oh. film very much, but it's a wonderful little uh, scene that you've got, very iconic yeah. with the um, tattoo and uh, and Chayun Fat as well. What was what was that like working with Chayun Fat? Yeah, he's a, such a great actor. So basically, yeah. I don't need really act. <laughs> yeah. But you know, uh, that dice thing I was doing, uh, dice is a little bit floppy. Uh, but I don't care, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, by the time I had an uh, injury with my uh, left shoulder, I dislocated my collarbone. So I, I didn't try and, I couldn't try and, so it somehow disappeared in, you know, that part. And yeah. it's amazing, like, it took like two hours to be able to draw that, you know, dragon. Yeah. And uh, it two was hours. Real. It looks great. It looks great. How dare I treated you like my own brother? Nobody's your brother anymore. Get him! So Avenging Quartet, so that's 92, and that was the last film that you made in, in Hong Kong, I believe. Did you just think you wanted to leave Hong Kong at that point, or what were you thinking at that point? Yeah, that point, uh, Hong Kong movie industry was kind of going down. They accept American, and then they actually uh, started investing in uh, Hollywood movies a lot. Uh, they're asking, it's called, like, a, I don't know what it's called, three-degree movie. 
It's like oh, a category day three. Yeah, yeah. More yeah. like adult films. Uh, sexual movies. And yeah, then yeah. The reason I, I was like uh, maybe overstudied, however. But I don't want to go in a great movie and, yeah, like, uh, you know, put the bandage on my secret area. <laughs> right, yeah. And then it's so uncomfortable. Did you think, oh, I'll go back to Japan, but you didn't, you moved to the States? When I came here, I spoke English, Cantonese, and I wasn't focusing for my English. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like a Jackie Chan's English is Jackie Chan's English. And uh, even Michelle has Michelle's English. And then, yeah. but by the time, every single person I come across, and they say, you gotta, you gotta have a, you know, uh, Hollywood English. I guess the irony of that, though, is when you moved to Hollywood, when you then yeah. were working on films like Charlie's Angels and Kill Bill, I mean, even martial law, that's all the Hong Kong crew, isn't it? That's all the Hong Kong fight teams that are working on those movies. So even then you're using your Cantonese when you were working on those on those films. Is that is that right? Yeah, that, that uh, helped. But then basically it's all English and they don't care I understand or not. Just have to go. And then my first band was Luckily with Rick Mike. That was a which movie was that? Uh, my first stunt work, and it happened to Tsuyoshi Abe. He's a Jeepwondo instructor. He was working with me. So something that I didn't understand, he could tell me. So then yeah. that movie was, uh, I have to have a sunglasses, and then I have to run uh, in the platform next to train. I couldn't see and I'm running with somebody who's so much taller than me. Was that Blade? Yes, that was my stunt. Wow. work. And then Sandy Kinsey Jr. was working and he's the one. He's, if he won uh, this job, he just dropped the resume. And then that's what started. And I had a baby and I thought, oh, everybody was, was there to support me. That's why I think it's destiny. Well, yeah, because you worked again with Samo then on Martial Law, but then you worked again with Jackie on Rush Hour 2, didn't you, when you, you were doubling Chang Si Yi. So, yeah, were they were they really helpful then, Samo and Jackie, when you made that move to Hollywood? Of course. Yeah. Samo, he was in the Martial Law, uh, and he was, oh, he could still move a lot, and every time the guys came out and then photo with Samo, and, you know, they're in love with Samo. You doubled um, Kelly Hugh on that show? He's very sweet. She was saying, Michiko-san, what are you going to do? It's going to go five years. <laughs> yeah, it didn't go, but... And um, she even saying my name, and Michiko make me feel... Make, uh, um, yeah, Michiko make me look so good. And, oh, is that okay? She says that much, and... Oh, that's was, nice. She seems like a really yeah. nice person. I'd, I've never spoken to that, Kelly, but... Um, that reminds me, I did a, a Scorpio King with yeah. Kelly Hugh. Kelly Hugh. And uh, uh, a big star's name, I forgot. The Rock? The Rock. 
And then and anyway, uh, he he has to jump on my back, and then I have to fall into water drain to go to the water. That's asking asking me to wear just a very teeny, almost nothing. I think that was maybe naked. I don't know. And that was like I I had to say no. But yeah. I still don't That's have a right. That's the only stunt you've said no to? Uh, I, I probably, probably say something. Oh, but uh, that was the most painful stunt I've ever done because I didn't really have any, anything to put the hat and then I have to get the, the heavy weight. And then... <laughs> yeah, you know, the rock. The <laughs> yeah, I can imagine yeah, he's, it, he's quite heavy. <laughs> Yeah, that looks stunt double. That was so painful. Have you enjoyed living in in America? You've been out there for a long time now, so um, that's your that's your home now. Would you say? Yes, I mean I have my son, and uh, one of the priorities is the relationship with my son. You know, he was yeah. a game boy boy, and uh, you know, like uh, IT all the stuff. Is he so, into um, fitness as well? Is he uh, is he a bit of a fitness freak? Yeah. I- yeah. Yes, I took. Good. I took him to the gym all the time because I had to exercise, and yeah. he didn't like it. No. Okay. But something, and then one day he realized, and then he he already got into, and I, when he was in the University of Michigan, he even competed once. He looks great, and then great. Honestly, great. he asked how to train. He everything he figured out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, he takes after his mum then. Yeah, but he's more like, I think, yeah, genetically, his dad is strong too. And then yeah. my brother's son is like a genetically very, very strong. And then um, he, like my nephew, right? He's yeah. a wrestling champion and he went to karate oh, great. tournament with a friend. And he was winning and yeah, it's like a some physical things, you know, uh, it's going on. Genetically, yeah. and then the other way, I'm so happy. My son is not uh, taking drugs to go to, you no. know, really compete about. Is that? I mean. Healthy. That was a very common thing, though, in the 70s. Well, it's still a common thing now, actually, to be fair, isn't it? But um, you've always advocated, you know, particularly in powerlifting and the the sport itself, stringent drug testing. You've been very anti-steroids. That's that's right, isn't it? Yes. To me, fitness, the bodybuilding, weight training for fitness, you know, if it's not healthy. I doesn't mean doesn't make sense to me. Good, good. You're clever, but not clever enough because now you will die. Like I said, I started focusing something I never done because this stay home thing for a while. I started going to the lake park, and I started feeding uh, squirrels. I can hunt to scrolls and then feeding for birds and then talking to the trees and uh, feel the vibration. One day I tried to help my son, you know, and I, I handmade his costume as a Goku. I, I handmade it for 10 hours 
Wow. wow. A lot of people love to do costume and then go to a meeting or events, and that's like a profession. And yeah. it's like if you want, maybe you can make more costume, and there's so many people want to have it. That's great. And do you still watch movies? Do you like action movies? Actually, I am still, you know, screen actors good. I get uh, a lot of DVD free movies from them for yeah. screen, screen actors. There are a lot of great movies I didn't know exist. Yeah. Will you take on more stunt roles, acting roles? Are you just happy to see what happens next? Yeah, it's like, uh, I think like after a little settle down in Hollywood or, you know, things are more international. Yeah. I speak Cantonese, I speak Japanese, and I speak English with my accent. Or yeah. I haven't really tried to... Actually, you know, once I got one um, English teacher, then he fixed my accent. So I think it's, it's possible because I've been thinking, oh, my accent is not possible to be a... Big star in Hollywood. If I'm thinking that, I will. I will make it. Yeah, it's it's all about putting positivity, being positive, isn't it? Being yeah. yeah. Usually, I don't interview because if I'm not trying to work in an entertainment industry, why I'm doing this for, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm really happy that you are because I was surprised when um, Sally okay. said you were that you were happy to do an interview because. Um, because I just haven't heard from you for for a long time, so it was nice. It was nice to hear. It's just nice to hear from you. <laughs> yeah, this. Uh, thank you so much, and uh, I really appreciate. I I've heard like uh, I have uh, some fans in uh, uh, England, and yeah, I, I yeah, all over the world, I'd imagine. Yeah, thank you. You know, then yeah. everyone say I grew up movie. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, well, you've got to remember. I mean, the the films that you've you appeared in and particularly the hong kong ones still you know as action martial arts action cinema goes it's the best there was and uh you know has has been and it and those films just won't be repeated again you know it's very much a moment in time isn't it really uh and it's still winning yeah. new new fans you know all over the world people are still inspired by the work that you did you know, back in those days. So yeah. you must feel very proud about that. Yes, honestly, even like Quantino, uh, uh, he, when I was working in a Kill Bill uh, for, I think, stand double for Lucero, he, he was running to me and I saw some stunt guy. And I was <laughs> Tarantino. Yeah. And I, oh my God, one of you. And he hold me and I took a picture and. And I told that was him, Tarantino did that? Yeah. Yeah. Like you say, and it looks like I, I disappear because I, I like to hide. <laughs> one of the reasons because... You do I like to I hide? I like to hide. I was always competing myself as a bodybuilder in, in my peak. But uh, I look really good in my age, honestly. Yeah. If I compete, yeah. I, I will be a winner. And uh, honestly, I... 
I went to karate competition when I was 45 or something. And nobody's competing in my age. I automatically <laughs> win. <laughs> yeah, you know? great, That's great. Even though, you know, um, film industry is very good, but I think I'm pretty good. Yeah. I don't reach out to people because yeah. this is like a very Japanese, like a, I don't want people to, I don't want to bother people. Mm. You know, so, it's yeah, it's tricky, isn't it? Because that's the industry; it's hustling, isn't it? You've got to get your name out there in order to get the work, um, and you probably yeah. just reach a time in your career where you think, well, you know, I can't really, I can't really be bothered to do that, you know, and that's completely fine, isn't it? That's understandable, you know. So um, yeah, they say the thing. Uh, I got all you know hesitated to do like a samurai spirit. Even you know, samurai is hungry, and he has a he has to act like a you know toothpick, and then uh, I just had a great dinner. Oh, I'm so full, I can't eat anymore. Yeah, you know, yeah. just like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Like I'm not hungry. I'm not okay hungry. to be retired. Yeah. Yeah, but then I, you know, since I had a, so much in my past, and then. If I can recreate something beautifully, you know, it's like a new generation. We don't, I don't have to, you know, fight so much to get something. I don't have to fight with 100 people to get one apple. I have to kick, I have to jump, I have to, you know. Yeah, I don't absolutely. have to do that to get uh, an apple. Yeah. So that's the generation. I put the intention. And then I'm ready for that. And oh, here we go. You know, yeah. here I go. Well, Michiko, this has been such an honor, a real pleasure to be able to talk to you today. Thank you for taking the time to do this because I know you don't do too many interviews. At least I haven't read many interviews with you for, for quite a few years. So, um, yeah, this is a real privilege. And I'm sure the listeners will get a real kick out of hearing your voice again because <laughs> it's been a while. Thank you, Thank you so much. Oh. Thank you so much and have a lovely rest of your day. Yes, uh, you as well. Thank you so much. Michiko Nishiwaki there. The wonderful Michiko. I'm a huge fan of Michiko. What a joy that was to chat to her. And we did cover a lot of ground there. I do hope that at least some of what you heard was legible <laughs> uh, I do know the quality wasn't great there so anyway look I do hope that you managed to enjoy that a few things to mention before we close out here E-E-A-A-O that's everything everywhere all at once it is such a remarkable movie no question about that it's odd it's funny it's heartwarming it's action packed has some truly wonderful performances in it if you are listening in the uk and you haven't seen it yet it's available now on amazon prime i will add a link to our review of the film in the podcast description momoe yamaguchi the singer and actor that michiko said she resembled uh, who retired in 1980 there is certainly a resemblance there and you can be the judge of that I'll add a link to a live performance of her big hit Cosmos uh, that's on a show recorded in 1977 I'll add a link to that in the podcast description what a tremendous voice and a lovely song 
that stunt in which both Moon Lee and Sabal Hugh were involved in and got badly burnt. That movie was called Devil Hunters. That's from 1989. It is a shocking stunt and it seriously harmed the stars, especially Sabal, who spent time in hospital with burns. Uh, both Moon Lee and Sabal did continue to act afterwards, thankfully, but it is a real shocker and it does go some way to showing just how extreme the stunts were during this period of Hong Kong action cinema. I've added a link to that stunt in the description too. It's not a very pleasant watch, but um, at least you can watch it knowing that thankfully everyone involved did live to fight another day. I'll include some other links too to the podcast description, her My Lucky Stars fight with Sabal Hugh and of course that punch from Samo that sends her to the floor at the end of that. Also uh, the iconic cameo as the Yakuza Dice Queen in God of Gamblers. There's also a clip of her on a Japanese TV show showing her muscles. This is before her career as a Hong Kong action star. She does look quite young in it so I'm going to guess that it's probably from the early 80s anyway there's a link to that video that i found on youtube as well for a full list of michiko's movies read our profile on our website kungfumovieguide.com i'll include a link to that there's also some reviews of her films on our website too and we will now leave michiko to get on with her costume making and sewing but in the meantime if you would like to find out the latest michiko news you can follow her on instagram her instagram page is at michiko db a huge thank you to sally hinata for all her help in arranging this interview and a huge thank you to michiko nishiwaki for her time and her patience, we were on the call for well over two hours in the end, uh, try, trying to sort that out. So thank you, Michiko. Thanks for your patience. And of course, a huge thank you to you, the loyal food follower who has listened to this episode all the way to the very end. Thank you so much. Your reward will be, well, another new episode in two weeks' time with another great guest from the world of martial arts movies. But until then... Keep it locked to all the usual KFMG pod channels and I will be back in two weeks' time to speak to you all again on Kung Fu Movie Guide Podcast. Until then, take care, be safe, be healthy and I'll speak to you all very soon. Bye for now. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.